The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. A Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? Who gave us the well, and with his children and his flocks, drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But the one who drinks of the water that I will give will never be thirsty. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worship on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, Believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he the one who is speaking to you. Many Samaritans from that city believe in Jesus. So when they came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. 
They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus, King of endless glory, Savior of the world, Savior of the world. You will agree with me that water is a necessity of life for all living things. We can live for several days without food, but I don't think we can survive without water. And so if we do not drink water, what it means is that we will die. And Jesus tells us today that he is the living water that comes from heaven. In other words, Jesus is the source of life. And if we refuse to partake of this source of life, which is Jesus, or who is Jesus, then we cannot survive. And that is what it tells us in John 15, verse 5. That I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. In other words, when we disconnect ourselves from Jesus, who is the living water, we cannot survive. The Israelites, we were told in the first reading, they asked God for water. They complained against God and Moses. Why did you have to bring us out of Egypt? You would have left us there to keep suffering. They forgot about everything that God had done for them how God was able to deliver them from slavery, the whole miracle that Moses performed that brought them out of uh, Egypt. And because their faith was put to tests, they started complaining. Where is God? Has God forsaken us? Sometimes, my dear friends, as Christians, this is also our attitude when we are faced with challenges, when our faith is being tested. Sometimes we tend to despair. Sometimes we begin to question the existence of God. Why has God forsaken me? Is God still with me? What is happening? A lot of questions we ask. But I think it's because we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. When we have a personal relationship with Jesus, if we have a personal encounter with Jesus, then we are not afraid. We will not be afraid, even at the middle of uh, the forest. When we are in need of water, we are not afraid because we know that the same God who has seen us through all these years would always be there for us. So we must begin to reflect upon our relationship with Jesus. Do we have a good relationship with him? And do we have an encounter with him? And so sometimes we tend to behave like what I call you know, fair-weather Christians. When things are moving on well with us, that is when we recognize that God is with us. That is when we come to church. That is when we pray. That is when we worship him. But when our faith is being put to the test, we stop coming to church. When our faith is being put to the test, when we are being challenged, 
we tend to despair. And so we must also ask ourselves, what is the reason behind our worshiping God? What is the reason behind us being called Christians? Why do you come to church? Is it because you want God to give you water to drink? Is it because you want him to give you bread? Is it because you want him to answer your prayer? Why do you come to church? Why do you follow him? When, these things are, when it seems as if these things are not being provided for us, what do we do? Do we despair? Do we start complaining? So we are encouraged today to keep trusting in God. Because God who has seen us through all these years, from the very day we were conceived in our mother's womb, the same God who has seen us through all these years will not leave us, will not abandon us when our faith is being tested. And of course, if we have this personal relationship with Jesus, we would, like St. Paul, exclaim, what is it that can separate us from the love of God? Is it persecution? Is it hunger? Is it thirst? Is it the pains, the sorrows, the difficulties that we are experiencing now in, our, in, in life? And St. Paul said, in all of this, we are more than conquerors. In other words, nothing should separate us from the love of God, not even the sorrows or the pains that we are experiencing at this point in time, because God will always be there to sustain us. In our gospel passage this morning, the Samaritan woman had an encounter with Jesus. And when she had this encounter, she discovered that her thirst cannot, of course, separate her from the love of God. And, of course, when you read the full account, the story we just read, the account was a shorter version of it. When you read the full account of the narrative, you discover that this woman, after encountering Jesus, left her jar, left her bucket of water, and went about testifying of the good news of Christ. In other words, when she experienced Jesus, she had no other option than to leave her first and started testifying of the good message of Christ. Dear friends in Christ, it is our responsibilities, it is our responsibility as Christians, as parents, to talk about Jesus, to preach the good message of Christ all over the world, and we should also ask ourselves, since we became Christians, since we became followers of Christ, how many persons have we brought to Christ? Sometimes it is very difficult for us to talk about Christ with our children, to introduce them to Christ, even to talk about Christ at our places of work. We are ashamed sometimes to profess our faith, to let people know that we are Christians. We are ashamed to let people know that we are Catholics. And sometimes we are even ashamed to advertise or to bring out our rosaries because we don't want people to know that we are Christians. So it is a challenge to each and every one of us. Since you became a Christian, since you became a follower, how many persons have you introduced to Jesus? And the story went on to tell us that the Jews and the Samaritans were, of course, enemies. Why were they enemies? Recall that in the history of Israel, there was a time when Israel was divided into two kingdoms, the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom. The southern kingdom, of course, belongs to the two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, and the northern kingdom belongs to the other ten tribes of Israel, which, of course, became known as the Samaritan, and the, the southern kingdom became known 
as uh, the Jews. Now, there came a time around 70 AD when the Assyrian, the Assyrian Empire conquered, conquered the northern kingdom of Israel. And so they took all of them, or some of them, they took them to captivity and then brought in foreigners, strangers, who came in and, of course, intermarried and intermingled themselves with that uh, northern kingdom. And so, the, for the Jews, for the other southern kingdom, they didn't accept you know, the, northern kingdom and the northern kingdom as a true Israelites. They saw them as half-castes. They saw them as inferior people. And so this was actually the beginning or the genesis of the bone of contention between the southern kingdom and the northern kingdom, between the Jews and the Samaritans. So it was at this, at this contention, it was from this background that Jesus, being from a the, Jesus, being from the southern kingdom, met this woman who is a Samaritan from the northern kingdom. And so that was why the woman was surprised. But the message is, what actually was Jesus trying to communicate when he encountered this woman? Two things Jesus was actually trying to do. Also, recall that as at that time, it was like an abomination for men to talk to women in public. So for Jesus to be conversing with this woman, you know, left more to be desired. And that was why when the disciples came in, you know, they were surprised that their master was talking to this woman. So Jesus actually was trying to break down two barriers. Number one was the barrier that was existing between the Jews and the Samaritans. So Jesus was actually going to break down that barrier. And the second barrier was the the, the barrier between, you know, men and women. Such that what Jesus wants us to understand is that he loves all of us. He cares for everybody, whether Jews, whether Samarians, whether Samaritans, whether men, women, children. He is for everybody. In other words, salvation no longer be- belonged to the Jews as was, you know, previously conceived. Salvation was not, not only for the Jews, but also for the Samaritans. Salvation was not only for men, but also for women. And so, we all belong to that sheepfold of Christ. And that was what St. Paul said, that there is no longer Jew, there is no longer Gentiles. So we all, we all are children of God, whether you are a Canadian, whether you are a Nigerian, whether you are an Indian, whether you are a Filipino, all of us, we are children of God. That was actually the message that Jesus was trying to communicate in that uh, narrative. And of course, we were told that when these conversations continued between Jesus and this woman, the woman told Jesus that she had had five husbands, and the present man that she was staying with was not her husband. Very interestingly is the fact that Jesus did not condemn this woman. But gradually, Jesus was able to deliver this woman and to show this woman the right direction. So in other words, Jesus also will never condemn us. Despite our sins, despite our past lives, Jesus would never condemn us. Because he knows very well that there is a future for every sinner and every saint has a past life. So in other words, he is also inviting us to open the door of our hearts because he will never condemn us. He wants to receive us just the way we are. He just wants us to welcome him. He just wants us to have an encounter with him. 
Remember the story of the woman caught at the very act of adultery when the people were trying to stone this woman. And Jesus told them, if there is any one of you who had not committed sin, let that person be the first to cast a stone at this woman. And they all left their stone gradually, one after the other, and left. And Jesus turned to this woman, woman, has anyone condemned you? And the woman said, no. And Jesus said, go, neither do I condemn you. So my dear friends in Christ, Jesus does not condemn us. No matter what your past has been, you can always begin anew. Oh, that today you listen to his voice, harden not your hearts.